Welcome to LOA Today, Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Linda Armstrong here on Friday, August the 17th, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second and sadly last dose of happy for this uh, Monday through Friday week, but of course that always means that the weekend is here. We get to go out and have fun. We get to go do the things that we'd like to do on the weekend. Hopefully you have something fun planned. You do have something fun planned, right? Wait a minute. No, I don't hear you. Speak up. I don't hear it. Well, no, the, the, the I mean the audience. Yeah, they're, they're, nobody's saying I've got something. Wait a minute, guys. If you guys want to get into that happy place, you got to have something fun planned. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. teasing. I'm just giving everybody a hard time. But yeah, weekend, that's the best time, right? Because that's when we, it's easiest to get into alignment. That's when it's easiest to feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So have you been feeling good? What have you been doing this week to feel good, Linda? Um. I'm always I'm always flipping my vibe if it goes down low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've been finishing up my course that's actually all about that. And really, you know, a high vibe living is what I'm calling it. Ah. Um, so, but for this week, yeah, just um, looking for things to be happy about every day. You know, gratitude because it keeps you in that high vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned to you before the podcast that I discovered something with Cindy Chavez on Tuesday in the Abraham book, Money and the Law of Attraction. We just we actually finished the book on Wednesday. We've been doing it for a few months now. So it was mm-hmm. right near the end of the book. And there was a little section where they were talking about their view about the difference between gratitude and appreciation. And granted, yeah. it's, a, it's a fine line there. But uh, they were arguing that, that uh, appreciation is a higher vibration thing. In fact, and this is the thing that they you almost skip over it because they don't say it this directly in the book. But what they were actually suggesting very strongly is that appreciation equals bliss. Ah. And I had never thought of it that way. I mean, I figured if I was in a good feeling place and and expressing appreciation, I was feeling appreciation. They're saying, nope, you're not high enough there. You got to be up at the top level. That's where appreciation is. You know, where you're feeling it all the way down to your toes. That's appreciation. And I'm thinking, oh my God, (laughs) I'm behind the curve here. I got to catch up. Because that's not the way everyone is. And that's interesting because then you can actually find a separation between gratitude because you can have gratitude but not necessarily feel blissful. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, often, uh, especially for those of us, you know, if we're in like a really bad place, gratitude is often a place to start. And you're certainly not in a high vibration at that point. You're trying to move yourself up with gratitude, but you're nowhere near there. But yeah. wow. Wow. That one really caught my attention. So I'm, <laughs> I'm actually now this week, I've been working on and thinking about how can I get myself to that really blissful state when I'm expressing appreciation about stuff? And well, it's, it's interesting. Well, I'm just saying it's an interesting exercise to do. I, I, I was finding early on, I wasn't even getting there. I mean, it's like, whoa, I've got to, I got to pick up my game here. <laughs> I got to really go to the higher levels. But I guess that's where the rampage of appreciation can take you there. True. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's a good thing to do. I mean, really anything that focuses on an extended basis on feel good stuff will take you there if, if you stick it out long enough what we often yeah. do do is well we don't stick with it long enough you know well i'll do my five minutes of appreciation i'm done <laughs> yeah. you know excuse my dogs i don't know if you can hear them but there i guess there's somebody coming to my home <laughs> well maybe they're being appreciative maybe yeah, they're, in the, they're in a high vibration state <laughs> they're, they're trying to lift the energy for us that's right because <laughs> yeah. they're always in appreciation these dogs yeah right? they are they are 
Well, also, this kind of ties into our topic, too, because the, the topic, and you, you came up with a good one today, the topic is about, you know, what are the signs? You know, how do you know when a manifestation is about to occur? Because people get frustrated, right? Yeah. And, and when, yeah. as soon as you start getting frustrated, well, forget being high vibration. That's not the right direction. So Yeah, but, but there's but, a twist to that. Okay. And the twist is that a lot of times, that's an indicator that it's right there. Like you're so close. It's honest. You know, it's kind of like, I, and I, I did a video on this today, but I, I always, you've probably seen those uh, memes that go around Facebook where the guy's digging the tunnel and the gold is right there, but yeah, he digs yeah. mm-hmm. up right before he gets there and then he goes in another direction. Right. Um, it's that kind of thing, right? So that, and, and a lot of times you can look back on some things, you know, it's easier to see it when you look back on it, how you were like, oh my God, I was just, I was just about to give up. And then boom, it happened. So I would say what I teach is that when you're feeling, number one, when you're feeling that like you want to give up on it, I mean, if it's not something that you feel deep in your bones that you want to manifest, if it's just something you're playing around with, it's not all that important. Well, yeah, you can go off in another direction, no problem. But if it's something you really deeply want that feels like it, it's a part of you and you're just not there yet, you want to keep going. But you can give up in this sense. You can just surrender it. <laughs> Surrender it to the universe. Say, okay, I know this thing is coming, but I'm, you know, I just can't struggle. I can't push any further. I don't know what else to do. And then you just give it up. You're like, all right, if it's for my highest good, it's going to come. I know it's on its way. And then uh, it's kind of like giving it up to the universal manager type of thing. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. But you just let it go. Not like you're letting go of the desire. You're letting go of that struggle energy because that's not going to create it, right? So when you can do that bit of a surrender as a, you know, it's coming. I'm going to just have faith and just trust that it's coming. Then when you actually, and as I say it, I can feel my body relax even with the words. Once you surrender it, you're open for inspiration to come your way. Okay, because your vibration immediately starts to lift a little bit as soon as you let it go. And then guess what? The universe, your guides and angels, they can start sending you the little things that come your way. The little things? Is that the technical term? (laughs) The little things, the little signs. I can give you, here's an example for something that happened to me this week. And this is perfect. I wasn't even thinking about this when I mentioned this topic to you today. I should have because I already shot a video on it. (laughs) It's been one of those weeks. There was one day during the week where my vibe was low. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, I could flip it. I know what to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I, I I just decided to distract myself. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever, if this is supposed to happen, and this was kind of relating to me moving to Arizona, because there's a lot of, a lot of pieces involved with it. And I don't know how it's actually going to unfold. So I was in that energy of, you know, whatever. It's going to be, it's not going to be. I kind of did the give it up thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, synchronicity, right? I'm at, I go to my karate school because I have a karate school. And I'm in my office and I hear this voice talking to my husband. And I even hear her say, is Linda here? I'm like, what the heck? I go out there. There's this woman who I haven't seen in 14 years who moved to Arizona. Ah. Walks into the karate school, into the dojo. And so I'm like, oh, my God, Beth, how are you? How's Arizona? She's like telling me how much she loves it there. And I said, we want to move to Arizona. I asked her, where does she live? She says, Prescott. I'm like, oh, my God, that's where we're looking at this point right now is Prescott. So I'm like, it just blew me away and lifted me sky high into that bliss appreciation state because 
you know, it, it, it just the way it happened, it proved to me that when I let go of it, then spirit can step in and send me the sign to let me know that it's on its way. And there was this girl from where I want to go, walk I, into my space. I have to admit, too, that's a sign even I wouldn't miss. <laughs> Having somebody yeah. walk in who I knew who lived in the place I wanted to go to. Yeah, I, I couldn't miss that one. I'm no, not, you couldn't miss that. No. But you know what? A lot of people might miss that and not realize it. You'd be surprised. I guess people who true. don't well, know about people it, who don't know about this law of attraction stuff and well, energy. Yeah. You you control your life. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, if you're not into this stuff, then you're not even going to know to look for it. Or if you're not into something metaphysical, you're not even right. paying attention to the idea of science. So, yeah, sure, you can definitely right. miss something there. You just blow it off like coincidence, but you mm-hmm. know that's that's it's a lot bigger than a coincidence. Holds a lot more meaning to it than that, you know. Well, I've also found that, but I, and I've stated this before on the podcast, when it comes to trying to predict how something is going to manifest, my batting average is zero, zero, zero. I, I am a terrible predictor and how it's going to work out and invariably i mean i think you you call them synchronicities yeah yeah synchronicities pr- produce the most bizarre results that produce the manifestations that have happened in my life particularly the ones that were really really important and, and when yeah. they, when all was said and done my first reaction was what <laughs> and my second yeah. reaction was a hollywood scriptwriter could not have written that i mean that's how crazy they get you know, Absolutely. If, if somebody were actually to submit a, subscript, a script like that to a producer in Hollywood, it would get thrown out the window. Like, no, sorry, no one's going to buy that. Yep. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> you know, um, I have another story. Maybe we'll get to in a, in a few moments um, that kind of ties into this. I'll mm-hmm. just make a note of it so I don't forget. Okay. Of, uh, of things just happening. <laughs> All right. So, but anyway, so another part of that. So, like, I kind of look at it. There's, like, three three tips to know that your manifestation is on this way. So one of it is that you're ready to give up. That's a, that's a good indicator. And when you can turn the energy around on it, like we've just been talking about it, um, it you really step out of your way and, and allow for it to come in an easier manner, put it that way, mm. because it's coming. If it's part of your destiny, if it's part of your path here, it's coming. It's like, how much do you want to struggle on the way there? Mm-hmm. Would you want to let yourself just be drawn to it? You know? Yeah. Um, the other thing is like another step, I call it visions of another tip, visions of the desire Okay. will just appear in different ways. And then there's another one to do with gut feelings. So, so what's this visions of the desire? What, what, what do you mean by that? Like images that, well, that, that represent it? It could be, but even deeper than that. So, um, I'll, I'll give you a couple of my, two of my examples. Okay. Just the other day. And this is, you know, like. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> well, actually, people will think people are gonna think I'm making this up because it's that out out there. Well, yeah, but, it's woo-woo, uh, sure. <laughs> this is this is my truth. This is what happened. Um, I was cleaning up my kitty litter box with my cat, right? And as I'm doing that in the room that I'm in, in my house that exists right here and now, I flashed to someplace else. I was someplace else cleaning out the kitty litter. And it de- totally felt like someplace else in Arizona, right? Yeah. So, and for a second, I was there, and it, it kind of startled me. And then I was back here again. I'm like, wow. Like you traveled? Oh, Is that the idea? Uh, I believe I I believe I just jumped through time for a second to see that it's the, that it's another one of those signs to let me know that yeah, it is on its way. Twilight zone, but I've had, I'll even have that while like, I'm driving here in New York and I'll, and I'll like have this feeling like, I'm, you know, like I can, I'm totally in Arizona. 
<laughs> and then I'm back in New York. So I don't know how many other people. It would be really cool if people would, uh, you know, call in or um, text in or, or comment if they've had anything like that happen before that are actually listening live. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd that'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, if you're uh, listening live, most likely you're listening on the homepage of our website at LOAToday.net. And the instructions on how to connect to us through the Zoom platform are right there. So it's real easy. Take advantage and, and contact us. We'd love to, to hear from you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, things like that that are really kind of, you know, uh, I, maybe when you open to, to working with energy as much as I do, it can happen easier. But I don't think so. It can happen. I believe it can happen to anybody. But you might just think, oh, what was that just a funny thought or, you know, like, but if you can sense and feel the realness of it, then you'll know the difference. Like it, I call it like a, a, it's like a dream, but in my waking reality, you're know, like here now, I'm not sleeping, I'm not meditating. And here it is coming to me. Well, I can tell you a story that has happened like within the last 10 minutes before we started the podcast. Sure. And it's a pretty cool one, actually. Um, Love it. Our listeners know that my wife has a gardening services business, and uh, we have, um, I'm not sure what the current count is, 10, 12 employees, something like that. Um, so it, it's doing pretty well in that sense. It hasn't been doing well in the sense of being profitable, and not because we lack work, but just because we planned on some things, and we were kind of aggressive with some things, and we ended up not making as much money off of all the business came, that came in as we should have. So things have been kind of rocky and mm -hmm. you no, know, it's gardening of course is, is seasonal. You know, so our season runs from the beginning of April through the end of October. Well, we're in the middle of August, which means we have two and a half months left to try to make up for what didn't happen for us financially, but should have happened over the last four and a half months. Mm -hmm. And I was planning, I'm, I'm the financial planner, so to speak for the business. Um, the accountant and all that. So I, I was kind of first doing it in my head and over the weekend I was planning to do it on paper, calculating what it was going to take to return to the, the, the basic goals we, we need to reach in order to get through the winter, you know, have our savings restored to what, you know, because we invested, we have to invest in the business every year in order to get it started and all that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And uh, Louis, quite honestly, Louise and I were both pretty nervous about it. But over the last few days, I kind of changed my, my energy around on it. And said, you know, I know we, we talk about this every day on the podcast, how important it is to be in alignment and how important it is to segment and tend and, and to you know be in that high flying place and stay there and, and not allow yourself to get knocked out of the orbit and all that kind of thing. Okay, so that's what I've been doing. Well, I, well first, I got to tell you one thing as a preamble. One is the largest single job we've ever had was one we had last year that told about $24,000 worth of work which is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And we knew, I, I won't go into all the financials of it, but we knew we need to have you know a, a lot of work for the next two and a half months in order to rebalance the financial situation. Um, I'd already worked out, we'd already worked out how we're going to shift things around so that it's more profitable for us, but you still have to have the business to come in, you know, to feed that and make it actually produce the result. Well, just 10 minutes ago, Louise tells me that she had, had a phone call from our sales rep saying that the sales rep had gone to a, a consult with a new prospect and the prospect, now no, bear in mind, well, I got to tell you one other thing. Our typical job is usually in the low thousands. That, that, that's a normal job. A small job would be like four to 500, large job, you know, maybe five to 6,000, something like that. So, you know, that gives you an idea of what the ballpark is. Okay. She walks onto the property and talking to this really nice husband and wife who had been thinking about selling their house because they couldn't keep up with all the gardening they've got. They've got huge gardens. It's a really big property and so forth. And 
the only th- the only hope they had was to have somebody like us come on board and take care of their gardens. Otherwise, they'd have to sell, and they didn't want to. <clears throat> they loved their house, and yeah. so so what we normally do, and we we almost never get a direct answer, but we always ask anyway. Is you know what's your budget for this? And he says, well, I, I figured I could set aside thirty thousand dollars to do this. Ah, <laughs> and practically uh-huh. she was trying to do everything she could to keep from fainting on the spot. You know? right. <laughs> this would be the largest job we'd ever had. <laughs> Beautiful. So now does this solve all the financial problems? No, but here we are. We're, we're, we're in this difficult space. We're deliberately changing our energy around. And all of a sudden, just at the last minute and, and Fridays are never when jobs come in. They come in on Mondays and Tuesdays. Here we are on a Friday and the biggest job we've ever come in comes in. What, right when we need it the most. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Because, well, and you also decided to drop the heavy energy around it. We and did. And there you go. Yeah. Now, could I have predicted that? <laughs> no way. Now, the other question is, was there an image there? Was there a sign? And I don't know. I, 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 there may have been. I just didn't see it necessarily. Or maybe this is a sign. I'm not sure which. Well, it's definitely a sign to keep doing what you did by giving it up. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. It's clearly, we're on the right path. But it doesn't have to be all three signs. It comes in different ways. So, you know, th- this, these are just possible signs. You don't have to have all three to know that these are just three that I picked out. There's probably many more, <laughs> you know, but. It, well, I was um, just thinking, you know, was there a sign of any kind? I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was. Yeah. Well, how much do you pay attention? You know, like. Um, <laughs> Good question. It's funny because the other day I was getting, I was, you know, let's see what was going on. I had someone I had to coach that had just gone through some major thing. Um, and then that morning, for some reason, uh, before this call, I was walking, uh, I was doing this from my house, not from my office. Uh, but I, I just happened to walk through one area of my house and I noticed this butterfly coming out the window. Now I have a tattoo of a yellow swallowtail on my arm because that, butterfly is very special to me it brought me lots of messages before and i haven't seen that butterfly all summer all spring i haven't seen it since the butterflies are out again i haven't Mm. seen it Mm -hmm. and i even mentioned it to my husband a couple of days ago like you know i haven't really seen that yellow swallowtail and then today it flew right at the window and then changed directions right i'm like wow that's Mm. interesting Mm. i don't know what it represented but i knew it meant something Mm -hmm. and then um then I went outside in my yard and I found two tur- wild turkey feathers and this huge moth that was, you know, dead, um, a white fuzzy body with these beautiful greenish bluish wings with, you know, the eyes on them, on the wings. Mm. And I'm like, wow, this thing is beautiful. I had like a, a little bag full of all my treats I'm finding around my yard. <laughs> and it wouldn't mean anything to anybody else. They would like blow it away with the leaf blower or something, you know? Right, right. But to me, it carries messages. Then I get on the call, and I didn't didn't even put it together then. But then I'm on the call with this client, and we're talking about, because this person had some major things, um, really overcame some major stuff. And what helped this person was actually being able to work with receiving signs. Mm. So, and, and that it's real. And, and, uh, and the ordeal that that person just went through, the whole thing, it's kind of like it proved to him the power that we can all tap into. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm trying not to give out details because it's a client. Yeah, you know? sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I knew as soon as I'm talking, as I'm talking, I'm like, oh my God, no wonder why I, I, I got like 
four or five signs today. I think I got such an abundance of signs today so I can share them with you to help you to hold that energy that yes. And the thing is, this person really um, can't doubt it anymore because some of the things what just occurred for that person is miraculous. Mm. (laughs) Miraculous. Mm -hmm. And that's actually something I wanted to talk about to bring in. And then we can go to that other tip about the gut feelings. I want to talk about that too. Okay. But um, so I don't know if anybody's ever worked with mala beads. Have you? I don't know what they are. Okay, so mala, it's a string of beads that have 108 beads on it, right? Some, oh, sometimes yeah, Cindy mentioned that. Yes, okay. I, I still don't know what they are, but she did mention that. Yes. Okay. Well, well, it could be anything, but it's just and and there's other configurations for the mala. I like to use 108. I think there's a 21, and there's probably the 54, which is half of the 108. Mm-hmm. But I like to use 108 beads. And the the whole thing is, it just helps you to hold your intention because for each bead, you just run your fingers through on this whole, like picture it as a necklace full of beads, mm-hmm, right? Um, bead by bead, and you state your intention. Mm-hmm. So you're sending your intention out, and you're holding it as you go through each of these beads. And there's um, significance to the number 108, which I, I can't even begin to teach. And I've seen people say it many different ways, but it doesn't matter to me. So I don't put any importance on the number other than I know that it's auspicious in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, so, so the person that I was coaching was actually someone within my larger family Mm -hmm. who went through this really horrible situation. Yeah. And very kind of unreal even. And so what I had thought of doing was to work with the mala, with everybody. So we have family all over the country, right, mm-hmm. in different time zones. But we would come, because this is, this is the power of intention, and this is the power of focusing intention, and mala beads are a good way to, to do it. Um, I made up a mantra, and everybody, no matter what their time zone in, would hook in at the very same time, and we would do them. either sometimes we do it live together, like, on a zoom call, something like this, or just on our own over the phone. Um, we, we would all meet at the same time and we would all go through the 108, uh, statements that we were wanting to manifest for this particular person. Um, and he himself also did that. So with, I wish I can give details, but I can't, I know yeah. this, this thing that was, Put it this way, what we said came true. Exactly what we said on the intention came true against all odds. And and so the the, the thing that came true, I know you can't talk about it in specifics, but from a general perspective, how unlikely was it? How how surprising is it for this thing to happen? Extremely unlikely. Extremely, extreme. The odds against this happening are... There, you can't even find them. It's like, <laughs> it, and it, having it resolve even, even, even more mm-hmm. unlikely. So th- this okay. is this is like one of those lifetime this is kind miracle. of events. This, this is miracle. Yeah, this is miracle. So it, and I, and I know it that it was the intention that everybody held that this is the way it's going to be. Forget what we see, what the reality is. This is what it's going to be. Which is and what we you have to do for sure. There. Yeah, we put that out there and it came true. Wow. So during this whole time, though, I did work with that person to talk, you know, to, to have have him find his own or see if he can tap into his own signs and, you know, 
um, to connect with spirit and that he had this on his side and all that. So, you know, it proved itself. And then here it is. That's who I was going to be coaching that day. Um, and I had all those signs. So it was just like really spirit saying, yeah, yeah, baby, these signs, they work. Pay attention. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get your attention. Well, I know for yeah. sure, just from my own experience that if you're, if you're asking for something and the universe is trying to deliver it, it will often deliver it in multiple ways, you know, so that if the first one doesn't get through, the second one was does, right. or if the second one doesn't get through, the third one does. So it's like this, right. this whole train of possibles to get there, which is why right. sometimes you can actually end up with multiples, which is confusing when it happens. You know, it's like, well, I only asked for one. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me of Sonia, Sh you know, Sonia Choquette. I do not. Okay, she's a you know very well known um, psychic, and she's written many many books, and she's you know really in that you know self help industry. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she she talks about how like she'll joke about how your guides they're all like sitting around you know and they're having <laughs> conversations with each other like hey did your guy hear anything you sent to him today did they see the signs and they're like no my guy didn't see anything did your guy see anything. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So they're they're there, you know, they're there to help you and support you. You, you got to ask them for help and then you got to pay attention. Sounds like a there. joke. Three, three spirit guides go into a bar, right? That's what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's really the way it is, you know. So if you're if you're totally oblivious to it because you're too stuck into the material um, aspect of this world and not understanding the energetic side of it, then you, you're probably not going to see this stuff. You know, somebody's got to, you got to, you're going to have to get those 10 signs before you're like, Oh my God, I kind of got something like that the other day. Maybe there's a reason for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about signs about stuff about to manifest. I, I, I can't say I've been really aware of them. That doesn't mean they aren't there. just means that my spirit guides are frustrated, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I can tell you that I have noticed what happens when a series of events occur that lead to a result that I asked for. And the series of results were so convoluted that nobody could have planned it. I mean, even, yeah. even the best planner in the world couldn't have planned it to come out the way that it came out. And when you look back at it, the first thing is you're aghast that it even worked. And the second thing is you got exactly what you asked for. And you say, how the hell did that happen? Right. <laughs> that right. to Again, me, that, that's the closest I've ever come to, to having, for me, a clear cut sign here is proof that the law of attraction works. And and that really does convince me when I see something like that, when I know that, you know, it's kind of like what you happen, what happened with your family member where some event happened that is just so overwhelmingly unlikely. And then, especially if it happens in a way that the way itself is so overwhelmingly unlikely, that, that's where you start throwing odds out the window. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the probability doesn't even apply anymore. It just doesn't even make sense. And right. you have to say, wait a minute, there's something else going on here. Right. Or you can just get really sunken in and just accept it as it is and be stuck there. You know, <laughs> we well, don't want that. Yeah, that is possible. That, that can be done. Many people will do that. I yeah. Mean, one of the stories that I put into our book that we published uh, this past May, it was actually the last story in the book. It was a story about how Louise and I make a long, long story. Very, very short. It's how we moved from Virginia to Connecticut. But saying that doesn't do justice to the absolute insanity of the story. Because right. it was literally, you know, being up against the wall. And just as you're up against the wall, the shiny knight comes 
to save the day in time for you to be shoved up against another wall for another shining night to come to save the day to be shoved up again. I mean, it was like that kind of a thing. It was just like one stupid thing after another working out perfectly, followed by another one working out perfectly. Couldn't have worked out any better. Like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> I read that story. I love that story. Did you enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah, but maybe it had to be that way for you, for you to be like, oh, there's actually something to this. Things oh, could happen. It definitely imprinted yeah. on me just how effective this whole law of attraction thing is, for sure. It really, really did. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and, and to be honest, when it came to writing that story, I mean, Louise and I really wrote it together. But in truth, I wrote most of it because when you're in the middle of something, particularly like that one was, it, it was painful. It was scary. It was terrifying right. at times. And, right. and Louise didn't even want to reread it. She, she didn't want to be involved in writing it, most of it, yeah. because she didn't want to relive it. That, that, right. That's how, how traumatic it was. And yet, despite all of that, it all worked out. It yeah, worked so out in ways that just like, whoa. <laughs> what the somewhere, heck? <laughs> somewhere along the way, I mean, I guess that could have been that point where you just gave up and, and stopped thinking that you couldn't even do it, you know? Oh, yeah. We were long past know any hope of doing it doing it was just impossible uh, you know for, pretty much from the beginning of that story i had no idea how to pull off any of it and so yeah. i had given up from the beginning which was probably my best move <laughs> but <laughs> nevertheless i had just given i uh, go with the flow you know let let roll the dice let's see what happens you know <laughs> I, I love the part about how you walk away with two cars yeah <laughs> We arrived in Connecticut with no transportation, no money, <laughs> no credit, <laughs> and drove yeah. two brand new cars off of a parking lot. Like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> right. Yeah, miracles do happen. That please. was crazy. Oh, my goodness. I never want to have to go through it again, but wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then another thing, another sign, at least the one I, I noticed, and I've been having this a lot lately, is that you just have this feeling like it's all going to work out. It doesn't matter that there's all this stuff that you have to get through and you're looking at that and you're like, it could get sunken in, but somehow there's this feeling that it all works out. Now, I've been getting that a, a lot lately. I still have no idea how I'm getting to where I'm going, but I'm, pre I'm pretty good at surrendering and, and allowing myself to be led and let that inspiration come in so I actually do take right actions along the way. Um, well, you know what I think happens? I think over time, as, as more and more stuff and more and more events and more and more thoughts even manifest in ways that we didn't expect, but they, it's pretty clear that they manifested through you know whatever it is we were asking for. As more and more of that happens, I think it has kind of a cumulative effect on our nervous systems. And that cumulative effect, it's like piling on one good thing after another. So it's, your belief increases. Your confidence in it, believe in, in the belief increases. Your 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 sense that yeah, this stuff really is going to happen increases, and when that increases, I think you open up to the possibilities. Yeah. You, you you become more aware of them over time. I mean, I suspect that over time, I'm probably going to start developing this, developing the same kinds of sensitivities you have. You have you and and Wendy and you know many of the uh, co-hosts that I have to work with. You all guys have really good sensitivities to. Uh, to signs, to energies, to messages, all that kind of thing, and I, I think it's just because you've been doing it so long, you, you're 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 attuned to it. You're it, it, it's like a learned behavior that has produced a whole bunch of positive results that pile up and pile up and pile up. And you know, over time, if if, if all you see are 
you know, blue balls all over the place because you grew up in a, in a nursery room that had all blue balls. You believe the world is full of blue balls because that's yeah. what you know, you know. But you know what? Even more than that, like you, you're, to you you totally can do all of this. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody's been telling me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, your sister's very highly attuned, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. So um, it made me think of the hundred monkey um, experiment. I don't even know how to say. Do you know that story? That thing? Not by that name, no. Okay. So I mean, it's kind of like. So what you're saying right now is as more like even this whole thing that happened in my family, it it sends out to the collective conscious more and more like your miracles of how you got to Connecticut. It's it sends it out into the energy field in the universe. Right. So it can grow out there and more people can latch onto it. So that hundredth monkey experiment. And I'm always I always blow these stories. But basically <laughs> that it was a. A, um, a scientific study and they had um, they were monitoring, I guess, monkeys on these different islands and the, the monkeys on this one Island figured out a way to do something. I don't remember what the controls were of this thing, but mm -hmm. somehow those monkeys figured out how to tackle this problem or whatever it was, I guess for their survival. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. They did it. And, you know, they're on a separate Island all of a sudden, the other monkeys could do the same thing on the other islands. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah. There's always, the, there's also that one, what was it? The runner who broke the, um, the mile. The four minute mile. Roger yeah. Bannister. Right. And back then there was no internet and all that. Right. Right. But the studies show that after he did that, oh, all of a sudden, all these other people are doing it all over the world too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, he also so, broke through the barrier, the mental barrier. Because there was the belief that you couldn't break through. And he broke through and all of a sudden, you know, the mental barrier right. had been pierced. So the belief changed. So what I'm saying, it's bigger than just that story because it goes out into the energy field of everything. Mm. But, and, and it, because why, why did those other people suddenly be able to do it? It wasn't that they heard he did it. Well, some of them probably did. It was pretty famous, but I, I, I see your point. I think it, your point is actually stronger with the monkeys because, you know, how did the monkeys on the one island find out what the monkeys on the other island were even doing, let alone, you know, doing the same thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to find an article on why it ties in with this four minute mile thing, but it was the same kind of a concept. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah. So like, as I shared these miracles, and I also did another video today on the mala and the power of it. So maybe some other people like that energy is out there now. Like I, I know in my world, I proved a miracle by using that tool. Mm -hmm. So now more people can grasp it, whether they watch my video or not, the energy is out there. I think there's actually a lot of truth to that. And in fact, I think science is, is zeroing in on that to some degree. Um, for instance, I can tell you about, um, uh, some information that my sister-in-law, Yona, shared with me on a podcast that we did together a number of years ago, in which um, she was telling me about uh, what she had learned about the nervous system, the human nervous system. She's pursuing a PhD in neuroscience and, or something related to neuroscience. And when the brain uh, signals something, you know, when, when, when a signal goes out to heal or to walk or to stand up or, you know, feel pain or whatever it is, if you if you were to actually track the the electrical impulse that goes through the nervous system from the head down to say your big toe, so it's going like the longest uh, route it can get there, mm -hmm. that signal can take like three and a half seconds to get there. It's not fast. 
it takes time for it to work its way through the nervous system down there. And yeah. yet, if you stub your toe, you don't have to wait three and a half seconds to find out that you stubbed your toe. You know it instantly. Right. So if it takes three and a half seconds for electrical impulse to work from your brain down to the toe, how do you receive the instant impulse? Right. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? Right? Yeah. And that's where scientists are now starting to consider the idea, well, maybe there are these fields around us and maybe somehow oh. we're passing information through these fields or something along that line. So you can tell they're, they're, they're going in the same direction. They're not considering it. They know it. <laughs> they know it. And there are people who are writing about it. Like, I'm actually listening to a book because I only listen. I don't read on <laughs> Audible. <laughs> you and Joel, he loves to listen to books. <laughs> And this is, it's called The Power of Eight. Um, you know, uh, I, I'd have to open it to see the rest of the title, but from a woman named Lynn McTaggart. She's actually a, um, a, re, a, um, a journalist. Mm -hmm. And she started, so what she's writing about there is how intention works. I guess it's perfect because we were talking about the mala before. The power of intention and how group healings can work. Because the power, she calls it the power of eight because then, she took all these studies that she was doing, which I'll explain, and you probably heard of some of them, and I'm sure I'll screw it up too. But um, she took that to these live healing circles where she'd put people in a circle of eight. And if one person had an ailment, they would all eight hold the focus of the in an intention for the healing for that one person. And these people were having miraculous healings. Okay, that was only from a group of eight, but that kind of came out of studies she had done. And you probably heard of some of these before. And, and a lot of Tibetan, uh, I think um, there's Tibetan monks who've done studies on this too, where they would take an intention and they would have uh, many people come together. And maybe that intention was for something that's for the crime rate to go down in such and such a place in some other country somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then it would drop. So she worked with scientists to monitor and to set up these studies and they would have um, different ways of setting up the study so that they have control groups to know that there's no doubt that this is what's occurring because of this going on here right now, like mm -hmm. the way scientists like to do things. So it's an interesting book in that. Uh, I, I myself don't need to know the science. I just feel it, right? But some people <laughs> need to know some people really need to know that science for it to make sense so they can allow themselves to step into the ability that they have to tap into this overall larger field like you were just talking about. Well, I, I think it, for somebody, I'm probably one of those people, and I think it makes it easier to kind of digest it because right. you have like a, a if you have the, the scientifically controlled experiment and it produces the desired result, you say, well, that's pretty cool because that was under scientific conditions. You know, now right. it has, it's like, it's like having credentials. It, it lends credibility, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think about my husband's into all the stuff I'm into as well. Only he likes the science behind it. Like he he, uh -huh. he loves to know it and he can retain it. And he could tell you everything this woman probably said in this book <laughs> very easily. I just can't do that because I just don't hold information that way. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's it's different for everybody else. But it's, it's kind of nice. For me, I like the fact that there's science out there so that those people who can't let themselves believe will allow themselves once they see that there's actually some scientific data that shows the probability of how it happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pr probability for me was a big thing for a long, long time. Uh, just to give you an idea, uh, I'm, a, I'm a poker player. I like playing uh, online poker. Um, 
it used to play for money, but the U.S. shut that down a couple of years ago. But uh, I used to like it because I would win. <laughs> and the funny thing about poker, and, and you don't have to know much about poker to, to know this, this bit I'm about to tell you. Uh, everyone knows that the highest hand in poker is a royal flush. That's where you have ace, king, queen, jack, ten, all the same suit. And it's really, really rare. I mean, depending on what brand of poker you're playing, I mean, there are different kinds of poker, of course. You know, it can be like, you know, hundreds of thousands to one. It could be millions to one, depending on what, what kind of poker you're playing. Well, I'm a casual player. I don't play a lot. I don't play for big money or anything like that. Um, these days, I just play for play money. Um, but I've probably played... I'm going to guess maybe a hundred thousand hands in my career, if you can call it that. Mm -hmm. I've had out of those hundred thousand hands, seven Royal flushes. Wow. Now I'm sorry. There is no way to explain that using, you know, probability that that's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the, for most people, the odds of getting one out of that many hands is, is still pushing it a little bit. I got so seven of them. I've had four aces, which is also a very high, odds thing i don't know how many times uh, 10 15 times four kings god i get that all the time it's crazy how often i get that one i mean Wait, you know what? that it, just speaks to the energy exactly. like you have yeah at, at some okay. point you have to say wait a minute no probability th there's no random going on here the the, the okay. number of results are so ridiculous that there's got to be something more than probability here yeah yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it is. It's it's weird. And, and it's not like I, I, I mean, I have tried deliberate intention. In fact, I also have a story in the book about how I uh, won a poker tournament using deliberate intention. But um, I've also had times where I've tried to use deliberate intention and gotten absolutely terrible results. So I can't say I have the whole thing down pat, not by any stretch of the imagination. And yet, overall, my results have been very, very good. Now, am I a really, really good poker player? I mean, I wouldn't want to go on the tour. <laughs> I'd get killed. I know that for sure. But against your average player, yeah, usually I'm pretty good at it. And yet, I have been in games where, like, typically, I, I like to play tournaments. Tournaments, because they, they have a, a, a definite end. They, you know, they, they don't go on forever like, like an endless table game does. Um, you, know, you know, depending on what the tournament is, it'll last like an hour, two hours, maybe four hours, depending on the format. And, you know, so you know how long you're going to be there, Right. And I like yeah. that. That's fun. And I can even play two or three of them at a time. Well, the nice thing about playing on a tournament is it, they, they all tend to have the same kinds of patterns that always go on. So typically you're at a table and you've been playing for a while and there's one person who's got the large stack, you know, the large stack of chips. Everybody else has a lot less. That's a very common occurrence. Interestingly enough, and this won't surprise you at all. That person obviously is having a lot of fun. They're winning a lot of pots, right? That's that's great. That's what you want to do in poker. You know, so they're they're on a pretty good high. That person can go in what what they call all in against somebody who has a much smaller stack, which means they're only putting up a portion of their own stack, just enough to match whatever the other guy has. And because he's in such a good place, I mean, if you looked at the odds, the odds of the two of them going all in and then just playing whatever the cards were, you know, maybe it's like anywhere between three to one in his favor and one to four against her. You know, it's going to be somewhere in that range. Inevitably, like nine times out of 10, he'll win. Yeah. And he'll win with ridiculous cards. You know, the, the guy who, who he went in against who was having a bad day will finally get two aces, like the best hand you can have. And he'll beat the two aces with like with the worst hand you could have yeah. because it'll be just the perfect card combination that'll hit the, hit the table. 
You know, the worst yeah. the worst hand in in, in Texas Hold'em is a seven two offsuit. That's the worst possible hand. The best is two aces. And and literally, you could have one guy who has uh, two aces going in against the guy who has the big stack and the seven two. They both go all in, and the guy with the big stack lands a seven seven two on the table and gets a full house. I mean, that's the kind of thing that happens. It happens regularly. To the point where people complain, oh, the game is fixed. Well, they're right. They just don't understand which way it's fixed. They think it's the house that's got it fixed. It's right. not the house. No, and it kind of, it kind of, because it's, it's, there you go, proven energy again. Right? Exactly. 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 Um, it's like, you know, people say it takes money to make money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Only because you're, you're holding the vibration of having it. You know, yep. if you have it. If you have like as much as you want of it or and more like the guy with all the, the whole stack, there's no like th- there's no resistance to having it. So mm-hmm. you can have more and more and more and more very easily. Hey, you asked for somebody to come and share a story. We have somebody who's called in. I'm, I'm wondering okay. if maybe maybe they have a, a, a story of their own to share. Let, let's see what's going on here. We're going to unmute this person. Sure. And I, I see a name, a name of Omer. So um, Omer, are you there? Can you hear us? Maybe not. Maybe the mic isn't working. <laughs> Not um, sure what it is. So, so when they call in, is it through Zoom or something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, they're on the Zoom platform. That's how I can see them. They're on the list. Okay, because on the bottom left, you know where the the uh, microphone is. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can click on that and and see if they're muted or. Well, that's just it. It's po- it's quite possible with the Zoom platform. You have to um, authorize the use of the mic too, and that's often a problem. So my, maybe. Uh, Maybe this person. Oh, I know this guy. This is an Omer who I know. Let me see if I can get his, his mic working for him. Oh, okay. You know who he is. Yeah, I do. That is great. Yeah, um, that, that is one problem with the Zoom platform. If you're not used to it, and and if for, for anybody who uh, wants to call in at some point, if you find that we we connect you and you can't really talk and and have us hear you, check your settings because under your settings there's a thing that says yes, I authorize the platform to use my microphone. Because they, they need to have that permission before your microphone will actually work online. And that's well, usually what the biggest problem is right there. You know, uh, Omer is in Israel. I don't know if that plays to it, too. Um, Shouldn't make any difference. Can you try and speak again? Yeah, well, we're not getting them. Uh, okay. Oh, bummer. Too bad. Yeah, that'd, okay. be, great. that'd be great to talk to them. Because when um, you click on that microphone in the bottom left, you'll see a, a pull down and you can tell it which which um, microphone to use. Mm-hmm. So The other thing you might try, Omar, is, is you might try um, leaving the, the Zoom podcast, um, quitting Zoom entirely on your phone or your device, whatever you're using, and then restarting it. And it, it'll walk you through, again, the process of, yes, approving my microphone. You may be able to connect in again. So you might give that a try. And actually, if you're on your laptop, if you're on the computer, not on your phone, you could probably just write and type into the chat. Yeah, that's a good idea. If you if you're yeah. right on the on the Zoom platform, you should be able to see the, the chat room. So yeah, just type a message and we can relay stuff that way. I'm gonna yeah. go to mute the microphone just so we can cut that noise out. But um okay. yeah. That's that's a shame. It would have been great to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. But this is somebody you know, that's even better. That's great. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't uh, he used to live in Tenafly, New Jersey, which is where my karate school is, and I used to teach his son karate. Uh-huh. Um and I actually did some coach I coached him for a little while too and did some healing work with him. Oh, so nice. I, I haven't spoken with Omer in so long, it would have been so awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get the uh the issues straightened out so he can call in and, and uh we can talk to him sometime. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um 
what now while I think about it, there's a couple of messages I want to make sure I get put out there. I usually forget and do it at the very end of the show and like, no, we got an opening right here. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so um, we've been talking about this for a little over a week now here on the podcast, specifically for people who are our regular subscribers and who are regular listeners. We love all of them dearly because they're they're just there every week and we can tell you know they're downloading all the episodes and so forth. We want you to help us with an experiment we're doing that is already producing results, but we need more people doing it because not too many of you have actually done it yet. And that is just go to your favorite social media channel, you know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, and post something of any kind. You can say whatever you want. Hopefully say something nice. We'd like that. But you know, say something about the show and just say LOAToday.net in there. Just include LOAToday.net because if you do that, it actually produces a number of interesting uh, results on the internet kind of like what you were talking about linda when you say that you know the, the, the hundred monkeys one group of monkeys found something and it put it out there and the others picked it up it's kind of the way yeah. it works in, in terms of social media too um that, that you put something like that and it resonates elsewhere too we're seeing it in terms of an increase in the numbers um we started this experiment a week ago tuesday and since then i don't have exact numbers but it, i i know overall our listener plays are up about 40 to 50 percent and the number of unique listeners is up around 10 to 15%. So it's definitely having an impact. And oh, we're just sweet. we're just hoping to increase that just by having more and more people do it. So if you're an existing subscriber and you haven't done it yet, please, please do it. Not just for us, but for all the people out there who don't know about the show yet. Because right. look how much value you get out of it. Imagine what other people would get out of it. And there are a lot of people who need to have that positive, uplifting experience every day because we all need to, to get to that high vibration place. And LOA Today is perfect for that. So do them a favor. The other message I want to put out, and this is the one we put out for, you, for a long time now. If you are new to the show and have not yet become a subscriber, we want to invite you to become a subscriber as well. And again, it's really easy to do. Go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. The instructions are right there below the player that you can listen to for listening to the live broadcast. And it's also below where, um, where you learn the instructions about how to hook into the Zoom platform. Um, but it takes about a minute. It's really quick. It's free. And once you do it, you get all of the episodes automatically sent right to your smartphone or tablet or whatever you're using so that you can play them whenever you want to. And for those who are perhaps a little tech challenged and don't really use a web browser very much, so not sure how to get to the website, easy for you too. If you have an iPhone, just go through the apps on your iPhone and you'll see one called Podcast or Podcast Manager. And if you click on that, You'll see a little magnifying glass for searching, and you do a search on LOA Today, and boom, we'll pop right up there. little subscribe button, and now you're subscribed. If you have an Android phone, not quite as simple because there's not a built-in podcast uh, app like there is on an iPhone in most cases, but you can find one really easily just by going to the Play Store, like you find anything else you want to install, right? And you do a search on a podcast app. You find a whole bunch of them. Some are free. Some have a fee. Use whatever one you want. And then once you've got it installed, then within that app, do the search for LOA Today and you'll find us. It'll pop right up. You can click the subscribe button and now you're getting all of our episodes coming right to your smartphone. But either way you do it, please do take the time to subscribe because I can promise you 
Our listeners are loyal, and they're loyal because they're loving the podcast. They're loving the information, and they're loving that daily dose of happy. Because I think that's really what it is more than anything else. They're liking the fact that there's this really nice, positive, good-feeling entertainment out there. There aren't a whole lot of them out there, right, Linda? I mean, when you look at you know the movies and, and the TV shows and the radio shows and the various forms of entertainment, I mean, so many of them are into the negative stuff. News, you know, all the political stuff. Oh, my God, there's so much negativity. Having something positive is, is really an important antidote, really, I think. And I think also, because everyone that you're speaking to on your shows, um, we're talking about real life experience. So it, in most cases, right? So oh, yeah. it, um, it really goes to let people know that, yeah, this is possible. It's happening. You know, if it happens for one person, it can happen for another one. <laughs> well, not only can, it does. I mean, actually, yeah. the hardest thing, I, I really, this, I, I believe this is the hardest thing to learn about the law of attraction, which is it's always operating. Everything that comes into our lives was manifested. I, I sometimes still boggle at that. But the simple fact is everything that is in my life, I attracted. And, right. And like, how did I do that? <laughs> you, know how I like, you know how I like to explain that one in an easy manner for people? What's that? And, and I don't know if I've said this before in the show. But maybe I did. Um, the universe only knows one word. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. right. So if you're saying, oh, this is never going to happen, I, I, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, then the universe will show you, yes, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, right? But you change that story into like, wow, this is really on its way. This is happening for me now. I am a successful blah, 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 blah. Universe says, yes, you are. This is happening. This is blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it's like, it's just the, the boomerang, right? Whatever you put out, you're going to get back. And so through your show, I think people can learn more and more ways of how to actually realize what they're putting out. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's an opportunity to practice every day. Not that we don't have opportunities without the show, but it's a reminder like, oh, yeah, yeah other people are deliberately creating. I can deliberately create, too. And I can right. I can be practicing getting myself into that good feeling place all the time. I don't I don't have to wait for a podcast to tell me to do it, but it certainly is a nice reminder because I hear other people doing it. So, oh, yeah, I think I'll do it, too. All right. And and for those who aren't sure, I mean, a lot of people who come to this show probably already have a pretty good understanding of it. But, right. you know, anyone who's like really brand new to it, um, you just have to look back at past experience you know, that you're not attached to now. So you're looking at it with fresh eyes and you can see the pattern or what you must have been. You think about what, what was I thinking back then? What was going on? And, and you can see how you got exactly what what you were putting out there. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's a little bit uh, disturbing the first few times because you wonder like, you know, well, did I imagine that? Maybe I'm just making something that isn't really there. And then it happens a few more times and then you start to say, hmm, maybe there is something to this. And it, it has that cumulative effect. Over time, as you notice more and more and more, you start saying, okay, I guess I have to give in. That's the way the universe really works. <laughs> As much as I might have resisted it before, there's just too much evidence piling up to tell me, yeah, I guess it really is the way it works. On the other hand, how good that is to know. Now at least I know how it works. Now I know, hey, they gave me the, the rule book. I always used to complain about that, Linda. Nobody gave me a rule book on how life worked. They gave me a rule book. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm just typing a little note to uh, Omer because he's... He uh, he texted in that he has to leave because it's uh, really late in Israel. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Well, thank you, Omer, for even trying to connect at this hour because you're right; it is going to be pretty late at that uh, at that location. So we're just grateful that you did it at all. There we go. Oh, we got a text there. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, he's just saying. 
Yeah. So yeah, Omer, so nice. great to hear from you today. I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fun to see the message. That's great. Yeah, thank you for for contacting us. Yep, yeah. he's saying goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry we couldn't talk to him, but at least you got a chance to do the chat. I'm glad you got the chat working. That was good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, few minutes left. The original topic was about signs and about um, well, how do you know? Getting close. Right? Yeah. How do you know that you're getting close? I mean, you were saying that the, that one of the ways that you know you're getting close is that you're losing faith, which which sounds weird, but. Mm-hmm. I was hoping maybe you could just like elaborate a little bit on that. How how is it that if you're losing faith, you're close? <laughs> um, how is it that it's that way? I don't. I'm not sure. I can actually tell you. But so maybe if you look back at some things that you might have thought you were going to give up on, and and in, actually, you know what? Like I, I can I can think of um, some people, someone I know who was out of work for so long, uh, and and just you feel like maybe you're going to, you want to give up on it. But when it's feeling like at its worst thing, all of a sudden a job comes in and not only one job, three jobs. Like you ever, you ever heard stories about that, like that before? Oh yeah. I've had that happen to myself. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and probably prior to getting that call or that opportunity, you were really feeling like, Oh my God, this is forget it. It's just not happening. I'm done with this. So you kind of surrender it. You know, mm-hmm. well, I've seen that happen enough times with different people or even with myself where I feel like now when I'm feeling that kind of energy, I'm like, all right, I know it's it's just it's right around the corner. I'm not giving up. I've got this power to create this thing. And you know what? I'm going to let spirit join with me because I've been <laughs> trying to do it too much on my own. And that's why I was getting heavy on it. So you lighten up as soon as you let go a little bit. And um, well, lighten up is know, actually the right phrase because. Whenever I've I have experienced the thing showing up when I gave up, what it really meant is I gave up on feeling depressed about the fact that I hadn't shown up. Right. That's what I was giving up on. I was giving up on oh, I'm just so down. Yeah. Because when you're down, that's that's the guarantee that you're not going to get what you're looking for. <laughs> but it's a form of surrender. Yeah. You know, so you're actually surrendering the heaviness, and when you do that, then you then that you know, yeah truly does lighten you up and then the inspiration can flow in where all of a sudden the thing just shows up or you just have this incredible thought and you're like why didn't i think about that earlier it's like right under my nose i know i know yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how i got my wife actually oh L- yeah literally yeah i mean i i was i i thought i was a confirmed bachelor for the rest of my life we didn't meet until we were in our 40s and my my love life had been absolutely abysmal it'd been terrible <laughs> And I'd had one bad experience after another, and I was getting so depressed and so so disgusted that finally, I just said I, I threw in the towel. I said I just can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. And a month later, I got a call from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so when you so so here's my point. Looking back at it, that was the point when it was right around the corner. Yeah, good point. Right. Yeah. So I, I can say that because I've seen other experience and even with my own. And now look, here's yours. There it is. <laughs> to prove it again yep. is that the magic is just right there. So we can like have ourselves maybe relax a little bit in the thought that the possible it's possible it's right around the corner because this crazy girl said that when it's <laughs> worse, then it's right there. And then then you, you allow it to, to show up. 
That, that's a good way to finish up the podcast for today. Before we leave, Linda, I always like to uh, add in one little uh, extra thing there. Um, you're a coach. You help people. You help clear their energy. You help them you know, reverse situations in their lives just by helping to get them into that better feeling space. If someone wants to reach out to you, how do they reach you? They can really just go to my website, uh, lovemylife.coach, and there's many places to hook to book sessions there, or you can just email me, Linda at lovemylife.coach. All right, good. Hey, it's been great. I, I uh, look forward to talking to you again a week from now. Yeah. All right, and have a great weekend, and we hope that you'll join us next time as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody.